You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I am your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you for listening, and thank you for taking the time to hit up all of our social medias. You know where they are. You guys are liking us and tweeting us and sending us Gmails, and you know what you're doing, and you're doing it right. And uh, so make sure to hit us up on all those social medias. On the Twitter, we are at tnw pod on instagram uh that's probably the the one that we're most involved in i would say well maybe not anyways the instagram as account is uh is alive and thriving uh new members every day and uh oh jeepers so instagram at talking wrestling podcast at instagram on the facebook people have been joining us there and dropping us likes all sorts of stuff uh the facebook account is uh talking wrestling on the gmail talking wrestling at gmail uh, give us a gmail tell us what you want to hear on the show and uh we'll see how we can accommodate your requests with that said i must tell you if you're on the itunes rate review subscribe uh please give us a nice rating five stars preferably give us a favorable review and we'll send you a postcard once we get in contact with you or you get in contact with us. Tell us the reviews there. We see the review. We send you a postcard of a 1980s wrestler from a 1980s wrestling postcard book. Many wrestlers remain. Ric Flair is still available. Roddy Piper is still available. Um, so many good guys are still available. And some shitty ones, too. Jesse Ventura is still available. He's not shitty, but, you know. Kevin Von Eric is still available. That's, you know, subjective. Lots of wrestlers are there. Kevin Sullivan's still there. He's shitty. I've uh, never been a real big Kevin Sullivan fan. But oddly enough, I'm going to be talking about Kevin Sullivan uh, in a few minutes. In a few minutes. Well, in that few minutes is pretty much right now. Because uh, joining me in uh, Studio A in the talking wrestling land, uh, my roommate, he uh, was out in the studio kitchen. And uh, and now he is in room. Back on the show, my roommate, uh, Jeff McHenry. Jeff, how are you? Thanks for joining us today. I'm great, Casey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to be back in Studio A, where there's a lot of <laughs> New York Islanders posters and, and uh, Van Halen posters and uh, very unkempt... <laughs> comforter yeah it's a wonderful studio you got here well the idea is to make the studio feel like home <laughs> is and uh when i look at this studio the way i have it set up it's like you know this type of studio i'd be comfortable in spending a night in if i had to mm-hmm. you know i could probably you know have sex in here if i wanted to this uh that's that comfortable of a studio and i could probably work from a desk it's also in studio, but uh, the studio is uh, as luxurious as it is. It's neither here nor there. Uh, Jeff, you recently turned me on to some indie wrestling, and uh, I've been enjoying it on the YouTube. And I was just mentioning Kevin Sullivan, uh-huh. 
And I think Kevin Sullivan is um, probably one of the major bookers and driving forces behind uh, this uh, Major League Wrestling that's going on. Have you you checked out the Major League Wrestling? I've checked it out. Tell me why. How did you find Major League Wrestling? Well, I like uh, I like Tony Schiavone's uh, podcast, uh, even though it's uh, pretty sophomoric. It's a lot of, uh, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, you played with his balls, sort of stuff like some sophomoric humor. But I I always liked Tony Schiavone, and he was kind of in exile for fifteen years, and then through the podcast they announced he was uh, doing play by play for Major League Wrestling, and so now. I started watching it, and yeah, it's uh, like for an indie promotion, it's uh, it's all right. Yeah, the new uh, episodes on YouTube every week. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good hour long program with uh, some really good uh, independent wrestlers. There's the Heart and the New Heart Foundation, which uh, all three of us being Heart Foundation marks, we really enjoy. So that's what you sold me on. You're like, have you checked out the New Heart Foundation? And I didn't really know anything about it. And then uh, I looked it up, and, oh, man, I know Teddy Hart was making a comeback, <laughs> but I'm so happy Teddy Hart is back. He is so entertaining. <laughs> he is so good to watch in the ring. Uh-huh. Him and Davy Boy Smith, uh, Davey, yeah, Harry, uh, he is fantastic. And then they have young Brian Pillman in there as well. And the first thing I see is this: they attack Kevin Sullivan, who is the mentor of uh, Brian Pillman Jr., at a one part, Teddy says, you might have been able to control minds in the 80s, but you're not controlling my mind <laughs> or something along the lines. And I was like, I couldn't stop laughing. And uh, then eventually you get to watch the Heart Foundation matches. And, you know, both of these kids are such, I say kids because they were kids when they were real Heart Foundation was there. Mm-hmm. But these guys are such good athletes and such great wrestlers and wrestling in the indies has a far vast move set than the wwe has and some of the moves that these guys are performing are just phenomenal so once i started indulging after the heart foundation i started watching full episodes and i realized a lot of impact guys that i've watched all summer on impact they're all here too but they're in different storylines like pentagon and phoenix i always want to call them felix because he's like a luchador and he reminds me of a cat. <laughs> but it's it's Phoenix. Uh, it's, it's, Phoenix. Fe- it's Felix Potman Jr. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, good goalie for the Islanders. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Islanders legend, yeah. Felix Potman. Yeah, Potman. He's not the first Potman, but he won't be the last. <laughs> so then you have the, uh, in this league, Pentagon and uh, Phoenix, they're... They're brothers still, but they're also tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the tag team champions. You have a middleweight title guy, like would be their intercontinental title, I guess, and that is a low key. And then their uh, their world title is currently held by um, oh no, low key holds the world title. The middleweight is MJF uh, Maxwell J Friedman, and if you haven't seen this guy, he's fairly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's good. Who do you like on the roster that's there? Yeah, I like Teddy Hart because Teddy Hart's a 38-year-old guy from Calgary who's been to jail a couple of times, and he (laughs) talks like a 38-year-old guy from Calgary that's been to jail a couple of times. (laughs) Oh, you're going to fucking push us around, bud? He's just fantastic. Uh, He's every guy that pitches you 
a joke you couldn't tell on stage after a show you've done in Calgary. That, <laughs> that's exactly that is Teddy Hart. Hey, I got one for you. <laughs> How about you tell this? And then it's like the most racist joke yeah. you've ever heard in your life. You're like, <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. A PCO, PCO is on the roster. It's very cool to see him making a comeback. I love his character. Is like he's a he's a Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing, and he has the Frankenstein with him. I saw him in a match earlier this year uh, here in Toronto. Uh, against Brody King, who's also on the roster, and uh, Jeff Cobb, who was this year's Bolo winner in PWG. I saw that, but, but PCO, they used booster cables and a, and a car battery to give him a boost mid-match. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a human. He's a monster. <laughs> and not only that, uh, Rich Swan, Sammy Callahan is there. Uh, now, we watched something the other night called the battle riot mm-hmm. what is the battle riot exactly it's uh like the royal rumble except everybody yeah has to pay for their own gear i think uh, it's <laughs> uh, don't be an asshole <laughs> um yeah it's their version of the royal rumble i think i don't know they have 30 guys or 40 guys i think it's 40 it seems to last forever it was a long match, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Probably 40 guys, 40-man match. And it's not only like the Royal Rumble like where they all come in. I think they come in a minute apart mm-hmm. quicker. But what they have to do is uh, you can pin, you can tap out, you can submit a guy. Like Brody King's the first guy to go out, I think. And he just passes out in the ring. <laughs> and then they ha- and then they wake him up and they tell him, yeah, you got to go. You're out. <laughs> You're in the match. And that really uh, sucked but you know a lot of good parts in this match uh horn swoggle or sorry swoggle mm-hmm. um he was giving everybody suplexes and it was really really good and it's nice to see that they're not using him in such a comedy role that he's this is who he is he's a wrestler and this is it you know that's whatever yeah so this so what happens in this match is uh the winner gets like their money in the bank. Yeah. And and included in the match, guys like John Hannigan or Johnny Mundo or Johnny Nitro or Johnny Impact or Johnny Morrison. Johnny, Johnny, every name. We're we're out of time, everybody. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're out of time. <laughs> you know, John little Johnny. Um the blue meanie was in the match. Yeah. Uh oh, I love this. I was like watching this wrestler who I've never seen, and uh, his name was Lansonoy, and the family name we know because it sounds like The Rock, and it is The Rock's the family name. Mm-hmm. And I I remember looking at him, going, "Oh my God, he looks like a young great Samu." And then sure enough, who comes through the ring uh, five minutes later? Head Shrinker Samu. Yeah, it's father son, and then they eliminated each other or something like that. It was crazy. Who else was in there? Ray yeah. Phoenix. Oh, my God. It started off with Ray Phoenix and Pentagon. Very reminiscent of Demolition. <laughs> when Demolition came in the Royal Rumble. But That's they, right. They didn't have to contemplate. They just started beating on each other, whereas Phoenix and uh, Pentagon, mm-hmm. they gave it a second, and then then they started to go, and it was it was pretty good. It was pretty here good. comes the Phoenix, and here comes the Pentagon. <laughs> Some call him Pentagon Junior. <laughs> Some call him Phoenix, the Felix, the Cat. 
<laughs> doesn't quite have the same ring to it, does no, it? No, no, it didn't. Um, Teddy Hart and Davy Boy Smith Jr. defeated Rich Swan and ACH. They're, they they have a sort of it's like they have three tag teams or four tag teams in this uh, major league wrestling, but it's only a matter of time for the Hart Foundation take their title. Uh, their titles. I'm just happy to see the Hart Foundation wrestling again. <laughs> no, I'm happy too. It's very exciting. Jeff, uh, guess who I have on the show tonight? Uh, who do, who do you have, Casey? Well, nobody. But um, <laughs> but this is what's happened. Uh-huh. Last week, I was hosting the Todd Shapiro show, co-hosting mm-hmm. on Sirius XM Satellite Radio Channel One Sixty Four Canada Laughs. Is that it? Fifty Four Canada Laughs. <laughs> that's a that's a great, not quite sure plug you just did there, oh, Casey. We gotta get this right, uh, Canada. <laughs> Jeff, tell them something else about uh, Major League Wrestling. <laughs> While I look this up. <laughs> That's Casey Corbin, a stickler for details, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, most shows have people to do this for you. <laughs> you know, like I don't have a, a fancy dancy people to do this stuff for me. I just have to figure this shit out on my own. Why? 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 Why is it so difficult? I, I could say something, but I think it's more entertaining watching you struggle your way through a Google search right now. Well, nowhere, nowhere does this, it, <laughs> it explains the channel. Everywhere is the channel, but nowhere does this, oh, we got it, 168, folks, 168, 168, Canada laughs. Um, Todd's really going to appreciate that plug right there, Casey, that was. Well, you know what, we're, uh, we're talking wrestling, we're not talking, uh, we're not talking satellite radio channels, <laughs> all right, we know where, we know where wrestling stuff. Anyways, I was hosting, co-hosting the show uh, last week, and um, uh, DDP called in, Diamond Dallas Page, and uh, I got to co-interview Diamond Dallas Page with Todd. We talked about uh, DDPY, and we talked about uh, All In, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, but the conversation does go 27 minutes, and uh, Hall of Famer diamond dallas page you know so uh i was nice i said to uh todd after the show and uh i said would i be able to get this um this clip and play it on my podcast and uh and he said yes if you plug my channel in an said, efficient manner yeah yeah that's exactly what he said <laughs> and uh thus, you said uh, sure thing i said i will 168 <laughs> I said I don't. Everybody would like 169, but not me. I want 168. <laughs> so, yeah. so 168 can't last. Uh, this uh, interview aired on the uh, on the Todd Shapiro show. Um, the phone line, I guess, uh, was not the best connection. I don't know what's going on with it, but there's a little crackle uh, in the interview. Sorry if that's annoying. Uh, my apologies. But uh, we're going to throw to it right now. The Todd Tapiro, the Todd Tapiro show, <laughs> my tongue twisted mouth. The Todd Shapiro show on Canada Last 168 Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Uh, here's an interview with Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, enjoy. We're not going to go heavy on sponsoring now because he's waiting. Now, you don't make tough guys wait, I learned. No, definitely not. Casey Corman, you don't make tough guys wait. And you don't make Hall of Famers wait. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Back on the program for his third time. You might not even know that, but I do. I never forget when I talk to this man. Diamond Dallas Page. How you doing, friend? What's up, boys? Not too much. How are you, Diamond? Good. I like the CrossFit bit. <laughs> 
Oh, thank you very <laughs> kindly. I appreciate that you like the bed as well. It seems like I sometimes I think CrossFit is a bit of, might be a little bit of nonsense. I don't understand why they keep flipping the tire. Don't they know if they roll it, it moves faster? <laughs> yeah, a little easier on your body, too. I love I love CrossFit workouts. I think they're great, but just beat, they beat the fuck out of you, so my body can't take that shit anymore. <laughs> no, no, and yoga is the way to go now, right? Uh, again, I don't call my shit yoga. No, it ain't, ain't your mama's yoga. I know that. It's uh, it's it's DDP yoga. Yeah, I'm actually branding a DDPY now more than anything because, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I want people to stop calling it just yoga. You know, because it's not. You know, it's it's a little piece of everything. And I'll be uh, your neck in the woods this weekend, man. Yeah, bro, you're going to be at the uh, Royal Distributing Athletic Performance Center in Guelph, Ontario, ddpyogaworkshops.com. you got to change your website name, man, if you don't want to call it DDP Yoga anymore. But uh, <laughs> well, I, I still call it DDP Yoga. It's sort of like, tell me what P90X means. Uh, yeah, I don't know, because I don't work out. But I, thought it, was a, I thought it was a PlayStation. Yeah, it sounds like a PlayStation. <laughs> Right, exactly. But the bottom line is, no one knows what that means. It'll still be DDP Yoga, but I'm just going to brand it DDPY. That's why it's going to take me a couple of years to do it. Yeah, but again, I'm, I, I didn't develop this for yogis, man. I developed this for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga, and that was for me. That was me, you know. Yeah, man. You know, I got to confess, you every we've talked probably once a year. We talk about the yoga, and every year I tell you, I go DDP. I'm going to do the yoga, man. I'm going to I'm going to sign up. I'm going to get the app. I'm going to do the yoga. I'm, I'm gonna do it all, and I, I never I fuck. I don't ever buy it, and I don't. I don't, don't, I don't do it, you know. And I'm, and and every year, you know why I don't do it? Because I'm a pussy, and I'm a pussy because my back is sore. But you help people with bad backs, but I'm so afraid I'm gonna hurt my back more. I'm so afraid I'm not gonna be able to do some of the shit that I want to throw it out and lie on a couch for a week to get it better. But you're gonna. I, when am I gonna believe and let you fix me, my man? <laughs> you know that's the only reason it exists. Period. Because I blew my back out, man. Forget all the weight loss and all that shit. You know, it's uh. You're in a Tesla. No Are you in a Tesla? My body. Are you in a Tesla? How do you know that the sound, bro. That's crazy. Because I was talking to someone else a couple days ago, and I guessed it was a Tesla because I've never been in a Tesla because it was a unique sound to me of a car. And it's the second interview in the last two weeks where someone was in a Tesla, <laughs> and the fucking Tesla didn't stop talking to them the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, they say, you know, when they, you know, have that little uh, sensor for your backing up. But say, you, you, at some point, you ignore it because it beeps all the all the fucking time. You know, so, <laughs> you know well, you, this is the stupidest shit ever, uh, and, and I did it, so I got I got to take a credit for it. Yeah, I've got a, a Tesla X, and they got the doors that open like yeah, they call them Falcon wings, right? And this is where Tesla dropped the ball huge. The first side of it, making the doors were amazing because they go up, and I'm six four, and I can walk under those doors like they got a couple of inches. And I think if you're like six seven or six eight, you can walk under these doors. But when you're doing a shitload of stuff like I do at one time, and I've got my bags, I'm putting them in the back seat, and I'm talking on the phone, and I get in the car, and I take off out of the garage, boom! Oh shit! The doors are still open. Yeah, I, I still don't know what the hell that's going to cost me. I've been waiting for them to, you know, to, uh, to fix it. So they gave me this other car, the, the sedan, which I like, but 
it, it, you know, for my, you know, my 62 year old beat up body, I don't like getting in like a sports car type thing. I want to get an SUV, get in, get out. Very simple. Very simple. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, what I love about, we were talking about the, uh, about the DBPY was even if you have, um, you know, trouble with mobility, I have bad knees, you know, uh, you, you have exercises, routines that you can do just lying in your bed. Is that not correct? Yeah, I I just literally, uh, developed that. I call it DDPY rebuild because, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh God, I wish I could do it, but I can't get out of bed or I can't get out of a chair. I'm like, I got three workouts for you in bed. They have nothing to do with fucking, you know, that are just serious about <laughs> strengthening your body, you know, and so you can get out of the bed and get in the chair. You don't get and to feel the bang until you get there. to earn it. Yeah, well, you know, the, the more flexibility you have, man, the more it is all the way around. It's better to be, you know, flexible and strong, and that's what really my shit's about, you know. So it's, it's about helping people, you know, own it. You know, like I, right now I just started uh, working with the NFL alumni. Now, you want to talk about some guys who are beat up. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like wrestlers. They're really beat up because those guys beat the hell out of their body. And when you're young, you know, you don't think about it. You know, you you just look at no pain, no gain. You know, as you get older, you realize pain means pain. And, you know, like, and, and for me, like, I'm doing stuff at a level that – I want to, you know, I want to strengthen my body. I'm 62 now, and I can do shit that friggin' most 20 year olds can't do. I just got to stay ahead of it, you know. What What would you say? I mean, I we all know obviously that you know Jake the Snake, and you work with them, but you know, in terms of just like a, a regular person, you don't want to say regular, not not on famously with NFL or, or wrestling star, but like, if you work with some guy, you know, I'm just thinking, have you worked with say like an 80 year old? And you're like, holy shit, the 80-year-old's now walking better than he ever had or she ever had? Or, like, it's like, you know, regular Joe stories. What's a nice regular Joe story there? Well, I got a guy who was 60, started with him when he was 68. His name's Ted Evans, and uh, he now is 84. And I just literally, I would just left my DDP Yoga Performance Center in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was heading home. I knew I was going to do this interview, and I wanted to do it driving. And uh, there's Ted. <laughs> get ready to go into the class. I mean, the son of a bitch can do any workout wow. I do, but he's been doing it when he was 68. This guy broke his back in three places at one point. And wow. then it's about repetition, man. Repetition is the mother of learning. The more you do something, the more you own it. Now, again, it, it, you know, my program as far as healing your body and giving you, it's not just stretching. We're stretching and strengthening muscles, ligaments, and tendons. So that's, as you're getting older, it really, it makes a huge difference. And your back is fucked up. Well, that's what I, that's why I developed this. It was, it wasn't for, when I first did it, this was for guys who were athletes at one time Mm. that are beat up. You know, or guys who work iron working or, or, you know, guys who are tile layers or roofers, you know, that light, their, their job depends on their body. Yeah, man. And when you're in extreme plant pain, you're a delivery guy. You know, you're, you're moving UPS shit around, man. I mean, those guys got to move a lot of packages. And when you can't do it, well, you don't get paid then. So, yeah, man, you like, speak the truth I mean, there. We forget about that sometimes, right? Just, re- you know, regular people have 
very physical jobs a lot of their lifetime. You know, you're a carpenter, you're whatever. That's a really good point. I never thought about that. You can help those people. You you help them continue a livelihood, something they know real well. That's actually a really great way to give back, man. You know, and, and the main thing is I help people get out of pain. And if they come to Guelph on Saturday, that I, I, I always have whoever I'm talking to tell me what the name of that center is. It's the athletic something, but it's that's a long ass name. Yeah, that name's the, 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 it's uh, you're talking to you're you're talking to Todd Shapiro, by the way. I want to know if you'll follow me on Twitter. That's next. We're asking all our guests if they'll follow me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, at I am Toddy Tickles. I don't know if you want to follow me. I just followed you, but uh, Royal. I want to get all our guests to follow. That's the new thing. We're gonna play a game. We're gonna play a game here. Let's before we. Plug it. Let's do this. Let's put him on on the phone with Diamond Dallas Page. We got Casey Corbin in the studio. Will Diamond Dallas Page follow Todd Shapiro at I Am Todd yes. Tickles? Yeah, dude, I do. Oh, yes, I will, man. It's huge. That's fucking. I haven't you know, seen I it always, yet. I got. I haven't seen it yet. Well, I, 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 do, I haven't pulled it up yet. <laughs> uh, you're going to be at the, uh, where is it here? The Royal Distributing Athletic Performance Center in Guelph, Ontario. And if you just go to uh, ddpyogaworkshops.com, when exactly is he going to Sunday, oh, Saturday 10 at 10 a.m.? There it is. Yeah. So that's early. That's, you get guys there early on a Saturday. I know, I know, I know. I actually opened the doors. By the way, Todd, I just followed you. Hey, I'm going to retweet that, man. That's huge. That's unbelievable. What a day. What a great day. I actually believe, believe it or not, I follow, you'll see, I follow thousands of people because I follow a lot of the people who do my program because I want to see what they're doing. I want, like, when you see me blast and like, dude, you're filling up my Twitter. I'm like, stop fucking following me then. Because I'm not doing it for you if you're bitching about it. So I'm doing it to inspire people you know, to earn it. But, you know, uh, I, I will open the doors around 9 o'clock because everybody who comes into uh, to the workshop, I take a picture with everybody. I literally talk to every single person who walked in there. And then, you know, then we go through the, you know, it's inspiration meets perspiration. You know, the first half hour, 40 minutes is me talking. And it's about, you know, getting people to change that story they tell themselves, like you do. We just say, oh, my back's fucked up. And, oh, I don't want to hurt it, so I don't want to do anything. Good luck with that, bro. You know, eventually it's going to get the best of you. But I want people to go you know, to, to change their mindset. And so I give them those you know, stories from my life and other people's lives and, uh, and, and try to get them so inspired that they feel like they can run through a brick wall. You know, and it is inspiration meets perspiration. And they're also going to sweat their ass off at some point. But I do it in levels that anyone can do it pretty much at any level. And, uh, you know, I've got people who will be using chairs in there, like chairs to help them balance, help them get up and down. But there will also be people who are in amazing shape. And I'm going to show them how to take it to the next level while I'm showing the other person how to modify and not kick their ass. Because <laughs> I want people to, to make the DDPY their own, period. Yeah, that makes, you know, and I've, I've seen in a documentary, like someone like uh, Scott Hall, whose knees aren't what they used to be. And, uh, you know, it's, it, I got to tell you, as a bigger fellow myself, uh, I used to be 365. I got down to 260. I'm now back up at three. But I didn't do uh, a program or anything. I just cut out, uh, mostly just sort of cut out wheat and sugar and started eating better. But and just did a, an elliptical because I don't have the best of knees because I've been overweight most of my life. But I'll tell you, 
uh, watching the Jake the Snake movie and seeing Scott Hall, you know, and I'm a I'm a huge nerd. I have a wrestling podcast called Talking Wrestling, and uh, that I host and everything, and and uh, I love wrestling. So when I see someone like Scott Hall just um, struggling to do, uh, you know, just a, a knee a, a squat, you know, and then seeing him using the chairs to help him. Uh, you know, I would, I, I, I'm happy to see that in a way because it means like, okay, you know, my knees are pretty messed up, you know, so it's not cheating if I get a chair to help me do the squats as long as I still make the effort to get it done. Is that correct? No, absolutely. But you know, more than anything, it's about breaking up scar tissue, and that's what you have in your knees right now, and that's what creates the pain and the lack of mobility. You know, when, when you start to, like, what I, again, what I, I actually have people take these six pictures, and these six pictures literally, you know, let you see it as, it as it moves along, as you're doing the program, month to month, you see a difference in your body. You see a difference in your being able to squat. Because when people hit their start, they go, I can't go any lower than this. Okay, great. We got a starting spot. You know, and then from there, once we have the starting spot, you know, that, then you'll be able to see the progress as time goes on. And, like, for me, my, both of my knees are bone on bone. Mm-hmm. And so I just literally got these, uh, um, they're called placenta stem cells. Placenta stem cells? Placenta. That sounds fucked. Placenta stem cells. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what. <laughs> best thing I ever did, my knees are feeling so much better. Along with my program, again, breaking up that scar tissue. Yeah. And, you know, and we're getting stronger. So that's all I, how do you get stronger at 62? I don't know. I figure out a way to do it. Will there ever be a comeback in the ring? I saw that uh, really nice diamond cutter that uh, you did it all in. Is there any chance you'll ever have one more match in you? I don't think so. But, you know, I, I don't even do that anymore. But for WWE, I'll do it. And Cody, he, he's my boy, you know. Yeah. I, I've, I've known Cody since he was 10 years old. I mentored him his entire life. Uh, you know, he's a great kid. And when he told me he was doing it, I said, dude, whatever you need, just let me know. And at some point, he, he texted me. He said, any chance you're doing a diamond cutter? I said, for you. You know, <laughs> you know, and, and it's great for me. I, I hope I can do it at 70. Well, you know, and, I mean, like, that's my goal. I tell you, uh, you know, as a fan watching All In, which is um, a historic, like a history making event for professional wrestling, not necessarily sports entertainment, but for, for, for professional wrestling, just to see you drop a diamond cutter at someone, you know, uh, it was very nostalgic and very cool, and it, it made me pop huge. And, uh, that was probably my favorite night of wrestling this year, and it's glad to see even you and, Tom, and Dreamer as well uh, being a part of it. So Tommy's you know, a beauty. Tommy's great. So yeah, it was great to uh, see. I, I love the way Cody came to the ring with that entourage with the group of guys too. So yeah, you know, a little little behind the scenes story on that. You know, when Dusty was alive, uh, you know he was without Dusty Rhodes, Rizzo, Diamond Dallas Page, and you know um, he would always tell me. You know, when we would get, you know, having a beer and just sitting around bullshitting, he would say, you know, D, I got five friends, you know, and you, D, you're always one of them. And then when he died, Cody called me up and he did, we just were talking and he said, I just want you to know, you know, right 
close to when he passed. It was, you know, he, he told me, he said, I got five friends, Cody. It can depend on so many people. And he said to be some people have gone on and off the list. He goes, but the one guy who's always there has been me. And, uh, that was super powerful, you know, for me. And then when he decided he was going to do this all in thing, um, he's over my house having dinner and, uh, he brought that up and he said, you know, I want to make this like a big time MMA fight. I want to have the, the entrance. I want to have the entourage of the people that, you know, put from dusty and from me, you know, and is, is, you know, besides me and dreamer and glacier, Ray Lloyd, uh, was Otis, his father-in-law, and uh, his brother-in-law, Kevin, and, of course, his dog, Pharaoh. To be involved in that, that was super special for me because just the lineage that we've been through and shit, you know? So yeah. uh, to watch to watch Nick Aldis, who is, you know, um, and I, I don't mean to say he's exactly like, because there's only one Ric Flair, mm-hmm. but he's kind of like, this generation's Ric Flair and Cody's a little bit of his dad and a lot of himself, and you know, and, and, and creating his own brand. Uh, I don't know if that match would have meant it not as much as it did without Nick carrying that strap all over the world. And, you know, because the underground wrestling scene is so amazing. Fantastic. Really owning you know, Billy owning the NWA title, that may be one of the, as valuable as it gets right now, as far as, like, lineage. Like, he believed in that, and, and he, you know, he, he bought the, you know, the, the, the NWA title a few years ago. Kind of like, look at what Vince has done recently with the selling of television time, mm-hmm. the Fox TV, and he sold it for $1.2 billion, I believe it was. And he didn't sell his company. He no. just sold them television time like the NFL or the NBA do. I mean, Vince took it to a different level. So all of a sudden, you know, proving what was, you know, and the whole shakedown when, when, when Cody just nonchalantly said he thought him and the Young Bucks could, you know, sell out a 10,000-seat uh, arena. And Meltzer heard that, and someone asked Dave about it, and Dave said, well, you know, he's, he's kind of overshot in his wad there because, you know, maybe 4,000, which would be a great house. Yeah. You know, 4,000 people, great house, independent. And uh, Cody said, I'll take that bet. Now, give you guys a little backstory on Cody Rhodes. When he's 14, I'm getting ready to go to WWE. And, um, you know, I had some time off, so in between that, and I was at Dusty's Turnbuckle Entertainment. He had a ring there, and he did some independent group wrestling stuff. And um, Cody had just got out of the ring because he'd do refereeing. He learned to work a little bit here and there, and he's a natural. And uh, so he, I always called him Young Buck back then. Wow. And uh, Which is kind of crazy, right? Yeah, and it's crazy. my nickname for him. Yo, young buck. So um, I said, um, I said, so when are you going to start football practice? Because it was like going into that, you know, spring season or something. I can't remember exactly. It was uh, coming out of the summer. And uh, he said, I'm not going to play football this year. I'm like, you're not going to play football. You're playing since you're eight. You love football. He goes, yeah, I do. He said, but I'm going to focus on wrestling. Now he's going into his seniors, his, his sophomore season. And he said, 
my junior year, I'm going to really set my goals. I'm going to win the state championship my junior year. <laughs> went, wow. Young Buck, that's a, that's a hell of a goal there, man. I go, you know, that's going to take, he goes, yeah, a lot of work. And if you, if you, if you watched him at all in, he wears his belt, the weight belt on the back of the belt. It says, do the work. Yeah. And, uh, that year, I was I, I moved to L.A. right after my six month run with WWE and went out to uh, L.A. to study my you know just to study acting and put the work in. And uh, we talked all the time. And he's eleven and oh, wow, that's really great. Then I called him when he was like twenty something and oh, and then I called him when he was thirty three and oh. And when, he was so excited. He just got off. Uh, uh, the local television interviewed him and his dad. The big local paper, the Atlantis Constitution Journal, did a big interview, uh, you know, with him. And he's like, "That was oh, you just don't know. It's it's been unbelievable." And I was like, "Yo, yo, young buck." I said, "Yo, yo, young buck. Um, you know, maybe I do have a kind of an idea. You know, I was a three-time world champion. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. You know, I don't really mean that." I said, "Listen, young buck." You keep your feet your feet on the ground. I said, now you got a huge, huge bullseye on your back. Who's going to friggin' try to upset Cody Rhodes, man? I go. Bottom line is, I go keep your feet on the ground, keep reaching for the stars, and I'll be there and watch you win the state championship. He goes, seriously? You'll come out from L.A.? I go, absolutely. I said, you get to the finals, I'm there. So I bought my ticket right there. I was going. Uh-huh. He went 48-0 and that year. Wow. But here's the best part of this. Here's the best part of the story. It's senior year. He loses his 11th or 12th match. I can't remember. And I call him up like out of nowhere, like all those other calls were. But I know what's happening. You know, I'm like, hey, young buck, how you doing, baby? He's like, oh, Dallas, I lost. I fucking lost. And I said, thank God. <laughs> and he went, what? He goes, why would you say that? I go, Cody, I go, you think you learn anything from winning, bro? You learn from losing, man. That's how you learn. You learn from falling down, making mistakes. That's how you learn. I said, let me ask you a question. Would you rather face that kid in the quarterfinals, been 34 and 0, and had him slip over on you, and you never even get to the finals? He said, wow, I never thought about it like that. I said, hey, that kid, you may meet him again. I said, you know what? He thinks he beat you. He thinks he owns you. I said, bro, I said, you know what you did wrong. Now work on that. Now, over the rest of the season, the only goal for any kid going against him, because he's possessed at that moment. It was so, you know, it's always good for a team to lose going into the playoffs. Not in the playoffs, but going into the playoffs, it'll get, make you get your head right. And everybody's goal who faced him just didn't want to get pinned. So they would do whatever it took not to get pinned. So... Cody thought at some point it hit him. So this one kid was straight. He just couldn't get him. So he let him go and let him up. And then he took him down and then he let him up. 
And then he took him down, and then he let him up. And then he took him down and he pinned him. And that's how he would go all the way into the finals. And in the finals, he meets the same kid who's undefeated at the time. Now, in Georgia, when you get to the finals, your family is down at radio at, on the mat. Wow. Then you have five seats. And I'm sitting up in the stands with my daughter, Brittany. And Cody, after he was done warming up, he looks over and he sees me and he goes, Dad, Dad, get Dallas down. And I don't remember who had to leave, but one of the family members had to leave. And, and I went down there and watched him eat that kid alive. And he won the state champions his junior, his senior year as well. So wow. when he told me that he was going to do this, I thought, yeah, I think you might be able to do this. I never thought it would sell out in 29 minutes. You know? No, I know, so, uh, exactly. And they exceeded 10,000. They did 11 plus. Yeah. Unbelievable yeah, it was, stuff. It was, it was um, the hotter... Yeah, me, I, I don't know. I don't know a diamond. And I got to run here in a couple minutes. I got another band, the Sheepdogs. You'd love this band, great Canadian rock and roll band. This Cody Rhodes is he going? Will he be in the WWE one day? He, you know, he, he, he was. Left he, left. Yeah, he was there. He so left why? On he, his own he, yeah, he's like, option. fuck this. He wants to do his own thing. Yeah. Exactly. He didn't want control. They weren't using him appropriately. Good for him. I love that. They didn't think he was a top guy. Yeah. Good for him, man. So he after ten years, he left and proved. Guess what? He's top guy. He's a top yeah. guy. Ah, I love to hear that. Yeah. Great for the business. Listen, guys, I appreciate you having me on. Anybody wants to find out about my DDP Yoga Workshop, go to DDP Yoga Workshops with an S dot com. All the information's there. If you guys want to come, I would love to invite you and a guest as my guest. You got my number. Yep. You call me and I guarantee you, it's not what you think it is, and I guarantee you, you have an awesome time. You're awesome, that, and I love my wife in yoga pants, so I'll bring her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, thank God for female yoga pants. <laughs> oh, they're the best. Hey, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, thanks for the follow. Thanks for your great stories, man. You're one of the most compelling guests every single time we have. Uh, you're such a beauty. DDP Yoga, obviously. Uh, go get the app as well. And Saturday, 10 a.m., Royal Distributing Athletic Performance Center in Guelph, Ontario, just around the corner from where we are. We love it, man. Thanks, and uh have fun. Cheers, man. Thank you. What a butester. Okay. I'm going to follow. I wonder how long that'll last. Probably on follow right after the interview. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.